0: that beast about the cage that light about the dark And you build the inferno from a itty bitty spark coffee shop hustlers rise with the cream a million of the writers same hollywood dream your pen and paper all like bullets in the gun write what you feel say what you want in, in the, the red room we say what So look, if you
1: guys are grown, let's go ahead and get in. I owe you an apology. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I apologize, mm-hmm. but go ahead, do, do
1: you. <laughs> What's up, y'all? I got candy all in the line. I do too. <laughs> uh-huh. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guess. You guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room, where we keep it real, we keep it opinionated, we keep it what, Lisa? 2017. 2017. Yeah. On this show, we discuss entertainment, yes. TV, film, music, culture. I'm spitting everywhere. Yeah, and
2: craft <laughs> and shit like that. Craft and, and shit, shit like that. that. Yes.
1: So you hear her voice. Why you got to be doing my monologue and stuff? Because <sighs> I, I feel everybody bad think now. they Johnny Cousin, right, Carson
0: cousins. Cousin right. Can I just tell our
2: wonderful <laughs> listeners out there? So I walk in. I'm like, When are you going to have the Scott version done? <laughs>
1: I totally forgot you have. See, the, I played it for like a year. <sighs> she don't ever listen to the show, fam. I don't the intro. Yeah, like the oh. okay, so.
2: <laughs> As you can tell, I just come in and tape, and then I just go do my thing, and I don't listen. I don't listen to the episodes. She don't like to hear herself. Probably, no, because I'm just, you know, once mm-hmm. I'm done talking, I've moved on. Mm-hmm. Life moves on and stuff like that. So I totally <laughs> forgot that we had the ska version, mm-hmm. and I uh, oh, mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Jack Spade for doing that for us. Thanks, Jack. Uh, <clears throat> so you guys know how we do it on The Rant Room. If you guys are grown, let's go ahead and get it in. So today, we got my man in the house, actor, writer. Director, pimp dog himself. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, pimp
2: dog. Okay, the most handsome dude in the world
1: in the chisel face.
2: The classic. Look at him. I'm trying to like. You the, know, okay, look. Go Google. Go on IMDb. Okay. Look up Mark Valley and just praise the Lord.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Pay tribute <laughs> to the good tidings. Uh, yes. No, and no, what I told you, I'm very serious. Like. Nowadays, when you see movies, mm-hmm. like the only time I see great like, white faces is mm-hmm. if I'm watching a lot of foreign films. Because yeah, yeah. a lot of Americans, this is our problem. We get mm-hmm. that Hollywood thing where people get stuff done, which is fine. You can do what you gotta do. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, they lose that. Like Mark, you have a classic, what I call the classic 70s face. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Which is,
2: like you look like a real person. Uh-huh. You look like somebody. If you were to say, the apocalypse is happening... <laughs> we've got to leave now <laughs> bitch I'm going I'm getting my shit and I'm going
1: <laughs> so basically you got that Jesus thing you I, that I, yeah like, I don't know what it is you know? yeah. and
2: all the shows I've seen I mean I've seen you you're one of those character actors you're kind of like John Hurt God mm-hmm. rest his soul John Hurt passed mm-hmm. away y'all. Oh, all the yeah. fans yeah. classics classics you know, and mm-hmm. shout out to John for uh, ruining my childhood, yes, making me yes. cry with Elephant Man, mm. but also the chest burster scene.
1: Uh, and <laughs> Alien. Alien. Is that his chest? Uh, yeah. Is that, oh, my God.
2: Classic. <laughs> I think I was true. like 10 when I saw that. Yeah. And like ever since then.
1: He, the best grip ever. And I heard
2: ever, they surprised the everybody yes. with they that. They didn't. Yes. yes. They didn't
3: know it was coming. They right? didn't mm-hmm. know.
2: Because what's her name? One of my favorite actresses, character actresses from way mm. back. Are the one who says, oh, God, oh, God, when the blood, like, hits your face. <laughs> like, if you watch the DVD extras, like, i watched this stuff. They didn't tell anybody. They just mm. said, we just want you to stand around here. Um, he's going to, like, react. We just want you to react of him being in pain. That's all mm. they told them. And then when that shit came out, the, like <laughs> I
1: sat there. So they surprised that look, even they but
2: if,
3: you, if you look at it now, you yeah. see their faces. They, they're they not only shocked, but they have this, they register this, that wasn't supposed this, this, to happen. This so kind <laughs> <wrong. laughs> thing. Like this you can so see wrong. the actor going, I just ah, what,
1: no, what. So, That's, true. Yeah. That's true. That's true. That's <laughs> true. Like, it's so wrong. Mm-hmm. But
2: anyway, you know, getting back to it, like those classic, those faces where, you know, there's not that many great, trustworthy faces, mm-hmm. you know, and especially really good character actors. And like, like, I swear to God, I've seen most of the stuff you've been in, and
0: Thanks,
2: I was just like, yeah. when you said he was coming, I was like, all right, I'm gonna be on my best behavior. <laughs>
1: she always does that when I do it. <laughs> I'm not gonna
2: squeeze because I love really great, and I love people with great faces, and I don't tell people they have great faces just to be telling people that like, I'm, very, yeah, picky. Yeah, you're I'm very, very picky. I'm a, I'm a picky bitch. I'm picky. <laughs> and everybody gets that, uh-huh. but like honestly, you have one of those faces, and you just come, you have like a great presence mm-hmm. and that's so rare and i just wish they'd just make more can we just clone you can hollywood just make do you have children like can we just get your whole he bloodline? got 10 11
3: of them something you know, you know, like, the, apocalypse you know the apocalypse is coming
2: the
1: apocalypse is coming some people can say we're gonna go
2: and like you know zombies came in right now mm-hmm. we, some people i'm not going with you okay rick. he gonna
1: be rick in no, real life he's he gonna he? be rick in real yes. life and i feel like yes. sorry <laughs> Hilliard.
0: We're
1: going, mark uh, yeah uh-huh. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Well that's nice. Thank you very much. So welcome to the show Mark Valley everybody. Who 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 Was I here? Mean? How are you? <laughs> so um, I met Mark a few weeks ago. Um, I was on a little panel at the Writers Guild in the library mm-hmm. for the – what committee is it? The Veterans Committee? What is that?
3: It's the Writers Guild Foundation Veterans Workshop.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. So mm-hmm. they had me come in and speak to them about, you know, breaking in and all that stuff like that. <clears throat> and I saw Mark sitting in the audience, and when it was over, I walked over and we started chatting. And I was telling him, I was like, dude, we need to meet, like – you got some interesting shit going on, and he's like, "Well, shit, dude, I really want to write." And I was like, "What?" You know, and I, I didn't realize that he'd been writing and directing and stuff yeah. like that. So we met, we, went, we met, and stuff like that. And I told him, um, "Every since we met, I've been picturing him as Bennett." And <gasps> yeah, shut up. So he's gonna do the reading. He's gonna do. his <gasps> I do the re- Okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Don't you picture Bennett? Yes. Yeah. As soon as I saw him, I was like, "That's Bennett." That's Bennett. So uh, That's yeah, Bennett. yeah, yeah, yeah. So. It's great script, man. Thank you, thank you. So, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you, good yeah. to be
3: here. Yeah.
2: Now your background? Because didn't you go? Didn't you go to West Point?
3: I went to West Point. Oh my gosh! One of the smart motherfuckers. Indiana.
2: Look, look, i be knowing like people who I follow. Like mm-hmm. I figure out like when you see really good actors, like usually there's something in their life that mm-hmm. they've done that brings a realness to it. Mm-hmm. And like a couple years, I think I saw you like I, it might have been it was a Law and Order. It was one of the TV shows from a few years back. And I saw your face. And usually oh, when somebody's good, it's like let me go look this motherfucker mm-hmm. up and see what he do. You mm-hmm. know? And I was like, shit. Now it makes sense. <laughs> Why he's bringing the realness. So, exactly. like, how did you... I, I mean, just to jump in and just take a look at the interview. I'm just go so ahead. sorry. Sure, yeah, like, go how ahead. did you get from going from, like, West Point, military, just, you know, officer and a gentleman type <laughs> shit to, like, I'm going to be an actor and now I'm going to be a writer. Like, how does that...
3: How does that happen? Oh, how happen? does that happen? Yeah. Yeah, we, we were talking about this mm-hmm. a little bit before. I, I mean, I went you know, I went to... A, I came from a small town up on the Canadian border, went to West Point and... um was in the army and I I never really thought that people from a real small town up there could become actors. I thought Mm -hmm. it was people from New York or LA. So, I just went into the army, but I was—I uh, could do impersonations. I would impersonate the upperclassmen at West Point. And I could do the voices really well, so much that I would like scare my friends, they'd be like, do, don't, don't do that again. You know? People in the room trying to read their book and you coming in like, hut, hut, what, what? Yeah, so I found this, this hidden skill that I can impersonate people, but not only what I like, but a good impersonator Kind of riffs with it as well. It becomes like an improv. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god, that is something that guy would say. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I, it didn't really help my career much in the <laughs> army, but um, I, I sort of knew. Oh wow, this is this is fun. This yeah. kind of playing and is a performing. I don't know what it is. And I was in Berlin And the wall had come down And I uh, wasn't sure what I was going to do I was going to get out of the army I did my five years And I thought, well, what, 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 you know, what, what could I do? I, mm-hmm. I like writing I like photography I like journalism I, I was also in graduate school For telecommunications Because <laughs> I was an engineer <laughs> and, and I was like, oh, a systems manager oh, I can be a consultant and Drive a Porsche It'll be awesome
1: And <laughs> With uh, a big phone
3: Okay right? You know, I'm like, I can With speak German I can speak German <laughs> You know, it's going to be I'm going to have an awesome life mm-hmm. And then uh, somebody me in a, uh, like a P, this is one of those classic stories, right? Like in, a, in the PX, just buying clothes or something. And some guy <laughs> says, some guy says.
1: This is on ex- the base for okay, This today. is on the base no, in Berlin. No, no. Yeah.
3: Some guy comes up and says, listen, um, uh, I know this sounds a little weird, but we're making a film. It's coming to town. Um, Anthony Hoppins is going to be in it and is directed by John Schlesinger. And okay. we're looking for <laughs> real God. soldiers to be in this. Hmm. So. I, you know, I kind of looked the guy up a little bit. I thought, "What does this sound like?" But he was the director of the American Theater mm-hmm. in Berlin, and every every army base used to have a theater back mm-hmm. then. It was like the largest theater company in America for some reason. But anyway, I thought, "Well, I'll go ahead and be an extra on this." And well, to cut a long story short, I just sort of showed up, and it was my first time on a set. And I thought, "Wow, I want to I want to join the circus." Mm-hmm. Somehow, everybody's mm-hmm. like moving quickly, and they're mm-hmm. smart, and they're funny, they're having a good time, mm-hmm. and they're telling a a cool story. It was based on the movie was called The Innocent with Anthony Hopkins and Isabel Rossellini, but it was based on um this tunnel they dug underneath the wall in, in Berlin. Mm. And uh, it took place yeah, like in the nineteen fifties or so. Mm-hmm. So it was fun. So I yeah, I started as an extra and then yeah, then I, you know, I had a German acting teacher who uh, I, I decided to... Why is that so funny to me? It just because it was hilarious. I mean, I, I walk into a German, I'm like, yeah, hey, a bunch of Germans around. I said, hey, I'm Mark, I want to learn this acting thing. I saw a bunch of guys doing it. I was an extra. I want to see what this is all about. You know, and this guy's twirling his mustache.
0: <laughs> but, he was, uh, but he was he was
3: a method teacher. Oh, really? So my first, well, he had no business teaching me, like, getting into heavy <laughs> method stuff with the guy. You I'd don't jump back. right into he method. I mean i'd come back yeah. you know i'd been in the gulf war for mm-hmm. a little i mean you know and i was like doing this he's like just channel the gulf war okay yeah, he's like i
0: want you to go to your deepest deepest fear now <laughs> i'm
3: like here right now right here in front of everybody i don't know what you're talking about yeah. oh, so man. that's hilarious but that was wild so he had me like he goes i have to break you out of your, your oyster shell like, so it was like so it had me experiencing all these different emotions, you mm. know, and the class was really supportive of me. And I thought, well, this is, this is kind of cool. I thought, mm. well, I'll be an actor in, in Berlin, in, in Germany, and I'll get my German a little better. But he's like, no, no, Mark, it is time. You have to go back to your people.
1: Really? <laughs>
3: <Man>. <laughs> yeah, they will not take you seriously here. <laughs> in Berlin, you have to go back. So, um, yeah, I went to New York and studied for a couple of years. And, uh, yeah, then I got on a soap opera... And, so you were um, on
1: there for a little while, That was while, right? about 20 yes. years ago. Then
3: I've been here ever since. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, you were on the soap for a while, right? Two and a half years. Two
3: and a half years. Days of our lives.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was that What was Dashing.
3: That, like? that was a fascinating experience. I mean, there's three, mm-hmm. there's three cameras going on. There's three cameras. Did you ever watch any soap? Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: At one point, I thought, I should be a soap opera writer. I know, I know. You
3: know I was like, yeah.
2: I know these characters. Let me write for them.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that was wild. I, mean, I remember auditioning for it, and I, th- I had a line that said, I mean, I was you know, begging my love interest to get back together with me. Mm-hmm. And I had this line where it was, you will never meet another man who will lock a man in a trunk for you. And uh, huh. I just couldn't really keep a straight face. Really, you wanted it. to yeah, laugh? I, I just wanted to laugh and I'm like biting my lip. And, <laughs> you, you know what, some women?
2: <laughs> uh-huh. They would love that line, like yeah. you know what? He's a keeper. Yeah,
3: yeah. you know, it was one of that's those. A that's a ride or die, motherfucker. That's a ride or die, right there. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, literally one of those moments mm. where I just kind of laughed and Wait, I you mean, didn't laugh on the set. No, no, you? no. I mean, the audition it was like, mm, like you know, holding it, <laughs> mm, <laughs> holding it back, tightening up the core, uh-huh. and uh, and yeah, they they ended up get, giving me the part. Wow. So. Yeah, that was. But it, it was uh, it was an interesting experience, really interesting experience. I mean, you had to memorize reams of dialogue yes. mm-hmm. really quickly. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, here's tomorrow. Here's mm-hmm. your 16 right, pages right. for tomorrow. <laughs> right? Jesus. And uh, and I tried everything. I, for first, I memorized it and it got pretty good at memorizing. And then I said, I'm going to try this cue card thing.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. So I tried wow. the cue. Because some people was, try to use a cue card. Yeah. There's right? a
3: red light behind right. you, so I'm looking at you, right? right? Mm-hmm. And as long as that red light's not on, I can just be reading. I can be looking around, mm-hmm. you know. As long as I'm looking <laughs> okay. at you, and that light comes right, back on, me. Right, right. don't want. And I got caught too many times uh, you know, yeah, yeah. when the light. Like, because
1: there's it? an art to it.
2: Yeah, it really right? is.
3: It really okay. is. Yeah, the okay. really good ones are just.
2: But they're like cut mark. Stop looking. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> <This guy.
3: laughs> yeah, it's really its own. It's really its own um, medium. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, there's like film and television are kind of melding together, but daytime TV, it really has its own. I mean, it's melodrama. Mm-hmm. You know, so what you say is what. Mm-hmm. you mean right? so that you know this subtext stuff is usually pretty close to the surface mm-hmm. so but that was an interesting experience for me yeah, memorizing stuff trying to figure out you know technically how things were working with three cameras but mm-hmm. um yeah. well
1: luckily you had some theater training right that yeah i got helps. some
3: theater training that mm-hmm. helped as well mm-hmm. and uh but yeah then I, at some point i had to say okay am i what am i going to do am i going to stay am i going to try to do something else so I ended, up, I ended up leaving,
1: so did really? you did
3: you think because well, now, I, now I know the and I can go ahead. I can tell my mom now <laughs> like, so. yeah. while I was being, while they were renegotiating my contract, they threw my character in jail.
1: really, <laughs> that's smart, yeah, yeah that's how they do you. yeah,
3: that's exactly yeah. what it means. we can bring it to person if uh-huh. want
2: to yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah yeah
3: and then they replaced me with a guy. I went into the shower, and another guy came out.. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick, Patrick slash...
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> Your agents were being a little too greedy, weren't they?
3: <laughs> yeah, they were. I like, well, okay, fair enough, guys. That's funny. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, um, so let me ask you this. Because, um, like, remember when we talked with... Um, why am I going blank on his name all of a sudden? That's horrible. Keith. Mm-hmm. Hamilton Cobb. You know Keith. I th- I'm sure you know him. But he he's a soap star, too. And he moved to L.A. thinking, well, shit, I had the soap behind me, so... I should be able to get some work. Well, there's kind of a curse to it, isn't it? So let's tell the kids. (laughs) Let's
3: talk (laughs) about the the curse of the soap opera, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, yeah, I mean, at the time, they don't really, I mean, there's all all these sort of, there's all these kind of artificial little divisions that people Mm -hmm. sort of, put in between like, you know, the whole, well, I, I'm just, I've am just i been doing features, I don't know what's on TV, or, I, or I, you know, I, I've been doing this, I don't know this, but I mean, but down at the bottom of the ring, mm-hmm. is, um, you know, somebody could be casting and any, they could say, well, I don't, it's almost a point of pride that they, oh, I don't know what's going on with daytime, at least at the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think now things have probably changed quite and a bit. And there's
2: so many great soap actors that are like great actors now mm-hmm. that got their star. A lot of people I mm-hmm. really like, it's like, oh, they started off here and it's mm-hmm. like, if you're Jimmy, if you're an actor, you're an actor. Correct. Whatever they give you, you're gonna you're gonna pull it off and do it. Correct. You know. So like, sure. I
1: always tell everybody, because I grew up with Shamar Moore back in San Francisco and we used to go up against each other and I used to get the roles over him really? Over everything. And I tell you, I said it, bitch, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> he know, he knows. <laughs> but he moved in here and started doing the soaps and I'm like, wow, he's actually really became an actor. Like all of a sudden he just developed from this pretty boy who couldn't act to this guy who could really act. Like you can't help it, you know the yeah. the, the uh, Is that a word? No, repetitive. but we'll let you. Slide. I'm gonna use it today then. The repetitivity... <laughs> the, what's the word the, I want? Repetitive. We don't have repetitive <laughs> in a project. Okay, that word. Would you call it repetition? Repetition. The repetition of doing it over, over and over. And, over. <laughs> and like you said, you guys get your lines, and you know, fucking pages and pages you have to learn in like a day, sometimes hours. You know what I mean? There's something about that muscle that you train. That there's no way to not get good, in my opinion.
3: Oh, I know. Especially I
1: mean, when you're on a fucking soap for seven yeah. years. Or something. And so yeah, so much of
3: it was. It really built my confidence up because if you know they changed the lines or changed something, and I had, you know, maybe four inch, you know, um, you know, huge monologues or something mm-hmm. that I had to give, I got to the point where I could sort of. Memorize it, walking up the stairs. <laughs> to, wow! <you> know, just <laughs> wow! Just, just, I got this. You know, mm-hmm. and you kind of walk. Is I wanted that confidence those those mm. veterans had on mm-hmm. on this show, and um and I think well a lot of times is you're 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 basically doing the scene with your arch nemesis, mm-hmm. and you're doing the scene with your love interest, right. and then you're probably in another scene like Christmas or something. Everybody's sitting around making small talk. so never there's kind of, of three.
1: You're in the scene with your arch nemesis or your. Love interest. Love interest. That actually yeah. makes totally. I mean, those sense. are your
3: mm-hmm. big conflicts, right? Mm-hmm. So those are things. And those <coughs> scenes are generally for a year, they're probably kind of paraphrasals right. of, mm-hmm. of each other. So mm-hmm. you end up like, oh, how are they saying it this 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 time? You know, so, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're evil, <laughs> Peter Demara. <laughs> I'm gonna get Jennifer. The weirdest part about being on the soap isn't really working on the soap, it's mm-hmm. it's you when you're off when you're not doing I almost said off duty. When you're not <laughs> when you're not on the soap and you yeah. meet people, like we could have a conversation for yeah. a half an hour, and if you were like a real doctor, dy- Hard Heart Soap fan right. Be like Oh Mark Tell me about your life mm-hmm. You know This and that And who are you Oh you're so much different At the end of the conversation It would be So are you going to get Jennifer back or what <laughs> <laughs> I
2: mean like, nothing like, you know, me. like you can tell me uh, You know yeah. I can
3: like distance myself right. I'm so much different Than this Jack character <laughs> And it's like Alright okay I know you're like Not the guy Whatever So what's going to happen Right like, right mm-hmm. so
2: Are you going to get Back together or No yeah, that guy gonna get out the trunk of the car no?
3: So because yes. it was the first kind of binging. I mean, you could watch it, You could watch an episode of it every day.
1: Yes, that's a good point. Right. So people. Yes. I never thought about that. That's people, that was binging that's what, in its own way. That's what it way, was. Yeah.
2: In the summertime, you caught up with all the stuff because they
1: play them back to yes. back. Yes. You know, you go from this show to this show to this. And show. And then when you, you
2: read that one arc, the Friday arc, where it's like mm-hmm. dun dun dun, and everybody freezes, and you're like, damn it, we gotta wait till Monday. <laughs> you're right. Just I mean, see it, what it, happened, it was like they they had us like mm-hmm. oh god. we I mean yeah, it's
3: like if you do something once a week or you do it every day. What's what are the results from that? Yeah. But, yeah, those fans have been – those people that watch the show have been really supportive as well.
1: Well, speaking of fans, I just want to say, you know, um, we got my man Patrick Beer sitting here in the house. What's up, Patrick? What's up, y'all? <laughs> sitting in the baby rider seat. He, he didn't like being called baby rider, but God damn it, you're a baby rider. Um, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a
3: baby rider. Anyway,
1: welcome to the show, buddy. Yeah. Welcome to the show. So let me – so you moved from New York to L.A., Right. Okay, I think Patrick. Really? You too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> just sitting there listening. You can speak if you want to. Mm-hmm. No, you can't. Um, <laughs> um, so you moved to LA. So what was the process for you? Um, how long was it before you started getting work and getting an agent and all that stuff like that? Or did you just, you know, did you have an agent there who also had an office here? Like, what did you get? You know,
3: I did this kind of old school thing in, in New York. I got an agent from... Uh, I got an agent from somebody saw me in a, in a play, mm-hmm. and they said, well, we're, "Well, we'll give you a shot." And I had been doing some commercials because I knew someone, and they introduced me to a commercial agent. And mm-hmm. I just showed up with my jawline, and you know, and think, <laughs> and things kind
1: of happened right, for me. Right. You
3: know, Campbell's soup, you know, yeah. So That's when they aired,
1: aired commercial for a long time, yeah. didn't they? <laughs> yeah.
3: So I started being able to, you know, quasi support myself a little bit, mm-hmm. and um, I was also working in a coffee shop at the time, and then I came to. So I had an agent when I, when I left. So I came out here, I had an agent.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, and Then I started looking around for a manager as well. And I would had a manager. But when I left the soap opera, I had, I had to go back to acting classes. Mm-hmm. I just went back to another class and I'd studied with this guy, Stephen Book, for about two and a half years. Mm-hmm. And um, really had to start all over again.
1: Why, why did you feel once, you had to do I that? Once I left the soap opera. Why? Did you, just feel like, did you feel like you had some sort of bad habits or something? Or, I think I, think? think I had
3: – I don't really – I mean, I wasn't getting the results on auditions. Oh, and, I, okay. and I wasn't um, – um, yeah, I, I think I'd gotten some bad habits. Mm. I think I'd gotten <laughs> – I think I was – Lingering with the eye contact,
2: a little, a little too, a little song like, dude,
3: you're a little weird yeah. now. You just stop it's staring just, at it's me. It's just a can of soup. <laughs> the audition was over 30 <laughs> seconds ago, Mark. Why are you still staring at me? I, I don't know. I'm just waiting <laughs> for the light to go off.
0: <laughs>
3: so, yeah, I, I mean, I had some also just a confidence level. It was going, going into a different, you know, a different category or a different medium more or less. So I felt I needed a little more training. And so I did that. And then um, and then I got a part like strangely out of the blue, I got a part playing Bobby Kennedy. Like oh, I, w- I can
1: see that, yeah. Yeah, I went mm-hmm. in and
3: auditioned for this character. I went in and auditioned for it was a TNT movie with um, Gary Sinise. Mm-hmm. And Gary Sinise was playing George um, the governor of Alabama, mm-hmm. George. So I you know, I went in and auditioned and they're like, Yeah, it's. For a, a small part as a journalist from the Boston Globe, and they okay. said wait, wait, he, he did a little Boston thing. Can you right. hmm. have him read for Bobby Kennedy? So I went back in, and wow. everybody's like, "No, you're not going to get it. You're not going to get it." And da da, 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 da. And, and I went to the museum of radio and TV. You know, they used to have that museum. Mm-hmm. I think they still have it, but mm-hmm. that was the only. You couldn't YouTube back then. You had to go up to this little museum. You had to sit there, and you had to get a card and a number from so the little right, yep. and you had to sit there and ring, 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 ring. You could watch through. So I watched through almost like every little tape of robert kennedy i can find a lot of them were 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 filmed by john frankenheimer who was the director because Mm -hmm. he had filmed his campaign and it was a good friend of his so um yeah i just had it so i did that impersonation thing Hmm. i could do and then at some point i realized okay i've got to reel it back a little i'm not gonna completely yeah you want to play
1: a caricature of it right Right. yeah yeah
3: so you kind of go to that you find that line where it's like okay here's me and this is him. but anyway i went and they called me back in and i auditioned again and um somebody canceled and I got the part yeah. and uh, and people were I just I love that story. Wow. I so, love it. Yeah and Frankenheimer was the he was the director of that too mm-hmm. you know Nice so that was fun. Like listening to, it was a little strange playing a character that you know was a friend of his and right. so forth. And but uh, it kind of just made me feel like, oh, I got to get this right. Mm-hmm. So I did that. And um, did that. Did that open some doors for you? Yeah, people started to say, okay, all right, we'll see him for mm-hmm. for other stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and that kind of opened some doors. And I think the next part was on once and again the Edswick the Edswick show. Mm-hmm. And I went in for a character on that, and they kind of brought me back, and then. I think the year after that, I just, you know, it was just one pilot after another, and most mm. of them kind of went for one season. Mm-hmm. So, and I, so I, you know, I kind of did that for a while.
2: Mm-hmm. Now, when did you think that you had made it and then decided, you, <laughs> he know, what? Him, like, you know, He still don't think you made it. That's what
1: I like about it. I like it, you know, you're moving and doing things, but like,
2: I, I had who are you to talking to? <laughs> <laughs> when did you feel like, like, okay, I've got this. I mean, in terms of transitioning to, like, you know what, now I want to write. I'm doing this acting thing, but now I feel like I have some stories I want to tell, and I need to do this. So, is it recently? I mean, or was it when? When was it when you realized? You know what? I love this acting thing I'm doing, but I want to write now because I know mm-hmm. you had your thing too mm-hmm. when you were doing Star. We actually acting, have a very
1: similar.
3: story. And you're just you're like, go. you know
2: what? This, this writing thing is for mm-hmm. me now. You mm-hmm. know, this producing thing is for me now. Like, sure. w- when was that moment for you? It
3: was pretty. It was pretty gradual. Mm-hmm. I'd say. I think the first time was probably. Um, I was around. When was it? Probably around two thousand or so. Because I, I was, I, I, I was sort of thinking about like the Gulf War, and then we were going back into war again, and okay. all this other stuff was bringing up a lot of stuff for me. So I thought I, I need to resolve this somehow, and um, I hadn't really done any. Theater and but the theater I had to I didn't like the part where I had to wait while other people were on stage. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, why don't the I sit do 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 here for I five said, minutes? And go go go. Go. God, what's <laughs> going wait for a queue? Sure, <laughs> you know. So I decided I wanted to write like a, a one person play, but I wanted to play everybody. So. <laughs> so that's what I did but I made it about the Gulf War it's like why did I why did I go into the military when I was mm-hmm. a kid like you know it starts so out with a scene with me volunteering for Vietnam mm-hmm. when I was like seven or eight mm-hmm. and then it goes through like what happened at West Point the Berlin Wall came down and then the Gulf War there's like a family story that's tied in so I, I wrote it and worked on it and performed it a couple of times and it was oh really mm-hmm. I mean that suddenly that was not not something I had to that was like a weight that had been lifted off, off my mm-hmm. chest and I felt I could move on and, you know, at that point I thought, oh, I'm going to write something else and get in. But then I was just acting all the time. Mm-hmm. Then I was, you know, ironically just getting more and more acting work and probably put off again until, uh, like, I uh, put together a little chapbook of some short stories mm-hmm. around 2007, 2008. And, uh, you know, that just sort of haunted me a little bit. And I think.
1: Um, so that was while you were on Boston Legal? Yes, I told him I wrote a Boston Legal yeah. spec. Yeah, it was the one thing that challenged me, and I was like, I have to challenge myself. This is the one. If I could write this show in David Kelly's voice, right. I could write anything. Okay. And it actually helped me when I wrote that. It did really well for me, and now I feel like I could do anything because of that script.
0: Mm.
3: You know, yeah, it's really smart, smart mm-hmm. voice, right? I mean, I used to love those scripts. It was that was you know I didn't really want to write all that much. It was well, this is some mm-hmm. beautiful yeah. stuff I get to mm-hmm. work on right yeah. here. Mm-hmm. So. So that was fun. Then I then I think um, then I started to get a little bit. <laughs> and it's not like oh, I had this beautiful r- revelation. I want to be a writer. It mm-hmm. was like I was starting to kind of irritate the writers. Rick- I, I think. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like I did this show, I did this show, and it was. And I, I had to look back. I'm like, oh, dude, why did you? you know? <laughs> I mean, I, I did. I was a lead on the show. It was an action show, and it's a great showrunner, a young guy, and everything. And I would, and they would come in and send me a script. What do you think of the script, Mark? And I mean, I should be like super happy. Mm-hmm. I'm a lead on a, mm-hmm. an action show, mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, it's great, but I, I got I got some things I want to talk to you about. <laughs> Mark became that guy. I think, it's, I think it's fantastic. I think it's fantastic. It's a wonderful script. I want to talk to you about it. First, let's start with character. I think everything really starts here. And I started getting I started getting the lingo together. I mean, I knew how to criticize writers before I knew how to actually really write myself. And I, so I just probably burned about four bridges over a period of three years and I realized, you know what, dude? You got to just shut up and do this yourself. So... That's what he started to do. He's
1: like, the
2: honey He's <laughs> like, oh, there he is. Exactly. Like, dude, there he is. Don't make oh. avoid him, avoid. I know, don't look, don't look, don't
3: look. <laughs> I mean, I would like, I, I think I was telling you, I wouldn't just say, oh, I think in this scene I'd like to have a cup of coffee. It would be like, I would like rewrite the scene <laughs> and send it.
1: Like, and here's send my, it as email. Side. You know what, tell you what,
3: hey, I don't even want a credit.
1: Take it. Take it.
3: <laughs> Do what That's you hilarious. want with yes. it. It was. They probably. They probably had a good laugh about that. Like, oh, let's take a look at Mark's version of this. <laughs>
2: you know. <laughs> I'm like, okay, here we come. Like, so,
3: okay, so now I now I like as, a, as a, the stuff I've worked on as a director. I hear actors. I'm like, oh, dude, oh, I can hear the, you know, <laughs> the the actors trying to say, you know, I was thinking. I'm like, oh, okay, just tell me, just tell me get it over with. Yes. Uh-huh. I'll see if it works. It doesn't work. Uh-huh. Yes, no, bye.
1: Sometimes they have good choices, though. You know, I'm always open when I'm directing to hear what they have to say. I just I usually want it to be said. Earlier, before we get to the position where we're already at. Oh, the set, absolutely! You know I mean? God, that is you've such a had drag. It for a month, when somebody that's w- such know? a power move too, yeah. though,
3: when somebody walks up to the set with their changes, that's mm-hmm. that's like that's them saying, "Hey, you know who's in charge here? Tick tock, tick tock, tick
1: tock." And to me, it's it's yeah. <clears throat> it's no. you. You should learn from being on many sets, especially when you're the star of a show or something. By the time you're a star of a show, usually you've been on many other shows. And so you should learn. I'm just generalizing. This isn't about you. It's about you. You should learn. <laughs> You're being really careful about this. You're being really careful. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm talking about you. <laughs> no. But you should learn that if, they, if you show up to the sometimes on a big show, they'll have your A team and your B team, right? Depending on what show it is and what the budget is. Sometimes you'll have your, he's the A, and then you have your understudies and stuff like that, right? And they'll come in, they'll do the blocking, and then they show up. They just nail it, right? right? Sometimes. Now, assuming that's the way it is on particular shows, um, the A actors should know. (laughs) I'm talking to y'all bitches. (laughs) The A actors should know that it's already been set. For the most part. There's a little wiggle room for you to do some things. But if you come in wanting to make complete changes, we've already lit it, we've already done, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's a big change. You need to fix that shit. <laughs> it's a big. It's a problem. It's a problem. See, you figured it out though. You're like, okay, I would have changed some shit. Now that I know this and I know this, I wouldn't have done some of these things that I did. Yeah. Well, even so, <laughs> I'm I, talking I, to you. But I, I wanted to. Even, but I I, I, I kind of figured I wasn't really that bad. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh my You're god! Down like, yes,
3: ah. I, I, did do that. I did. I know. learned. I learned. Shame. Shame. No, I. I, I kind of had this attitude. I was with this attitude that oh, that's why I would send it to, ahead of time. I'd read the script and mm-hmm. say, okay, I'd like to change this or change that. That's fine. And um, and that's mm-hmm. cool. And you that's know, I know what was great is all the writers I worked with. They're like, yeah, Mark, yeah, we can see that now. We see it. We don't like it. We're gonna use mm-hmm. this. We're gonna use that. Boom. Fine. We get to the sure. set, and everything is is rolling. Because I think when you get to the set, that's the great. Um at least for television that I worked on, it's it's good to have it figured out so you don't have to worry about the stuff. It's almost like you can be even more creative within those parameters mm-hmm. of those choices you've mm-hmm. already made. Mm-hmm. So yeah, to answer your question, I used to like had I used to like to get it all sorted out. I sure. Yeah, but when you you, go, you show up on a show and somebody's like, you know what, this just really isn't working for me. It's just, <laughs> just so much exposition, blah. But it's like, yeah, of
1: no, course. I don't know my lines. That's that's another word for that, isn't it? <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, I didn't really rehearse I didn't at all. Really rehearse. So yes. let's just
1: cut all this. <laughs> but most act,
3: but most actors, if you like guest actors, um, they're the ones that just sort of ruck up and they've got all their lines mm-hmm. memorized to a T. Mm-hmm. They're they're their clothes all fit. They're just mm-hmm. they're on. They're on time. And then they're, you come in wanting to change it. And they're make groomed. Them up, they're groomed, you know, and they're there waiting for you. And they just deliver their performance, probably pretty close to their mm-hmm. the audition, mm-hmm. you know, because they were prepared for that. And you're just. Like yeah, I'm gonna change this shit up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: Or you're like, oh, he looks too good at this. He's too well prepared. To, I'm gonna throw it around. I'm gonna throw a wrench in it. You know. <laughs> like, I was thinking one time of doing like a, a list of all. Actually, we could do it right here. A list <laughs> of right. all. Things actors do to sabotage. Let's you. go. Oh. Let's go. This,
2: this is important. Give us. This Let's give go. You want to hear once? Yes.
3: Yes. Patrick just crossed his arms. <laughs> <laughs> Baby right.
2: Listen up,
0: actors. He's
3: like, is <laughs> your, I get to I gotta hear this. Um, let me see. He's a tricks of the trade. Oh, I can yeah. think of one. I can think of one. Classic scene, you'll probably see it like in um West Wing or something like that, mm-hmm. where people are wa- doing a walk and talk. Right. Right and you got to walk around a corner.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Well, there's this key little thing that if you don't slow down, if you're on the inside of the corner, actors always want to be on the inside mm. because you don't want to look like that guy who's running after him. Like, wait oh, sir, uh, sir. Because what?
1: by the time you turn, you're like, Yeah, so
3: right if you on, watch right. you watch two actors come, come around a corner, you'll see the one on the inside. You know, if they're a nice He's guy, they're probably going right. to slow down right. a little bit right. so you don't look like you're... Right, to keep right, up right. with them. that's interesting right. okay yeah. so but every once in a while you'll see some actors that just take that corner super fast <laughs> and, you, and you end up looking at ah, like ah, it's like a walk and talk it's, it's amazing like a walk and talk if somebody's right. walking a foot in front of you mm-hmm. looks like you're following them right, right right and that might not necessarily be i mean that might necessarily be the that scene there could incredible. be two people subtle, walking yeah. to the corner subtle thing that there's a subtle little mm-hmm. thing but they add up these, right. li- these mm-hmm. tiny cuts mm-hmm. oh
1: interesting this okay, some more. Okay, I, this back. is
3: how okay. this is how actors destroy each other.
1: Okay, <laughs> I am taking notes. was so a good Of a good another one.
3: one, there's another one where, um, there's another one where people just sort of clip your line at the very end. At the very, like you're, you're saying oh, like, yeah. like, I mean, it's one thing if you're overlapping and you're mm-hmm. kind of a set shot, right. the camera's mm-hmm. there, you're not kind of covering it back and forth. That's great, like mm-hmm. overlapping because it's still clean, right? It's still clean. Yeah. There's one thing where people do where they sort of clip the end end of your line, which is a sort of a way of saying. Hurry up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I got it. Uh.
3: I got it. I used to say, 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 say in line, like, Mark, we have to get to the coffee shop.
1: Mark, we have to get to the coffee I co- know we have to get to the coffee <laughs> shop.
3: Right? <laughs> I mean, that is a completely different dynamic than you say, Mark, we get to the coffee shop. I wait and I say, yeah, you're right. Let's go. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Right? I didn't even let you say where we were going yet, did I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a good little trick. <laughs> that's, that's, funny that's, that's one you can I use. I got to use that for people like... That's funny. Well, you're let not me know.
3: <laughs> That's funny. Let me try to think of some other ones. Those are
1: good. Yeah, Those yeah. are good. Let's
2: go. Let's oh. go. Think about oh, it. Oh, man.
1: Let me think. So we got
2: the walk-in and we got the clipping off the line at the, the end. Clipping off the line.
1: That's hilarious Were you ever Um, doing stuff like that? I don't remember. It's been so long since I acted.
3: Actually, there's another one where an actor can be... um, If you're doing your... It's sort of... uh, What would I call this? This would be like the over and under, right? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This is where you're doing a scene. So we're we're doing Uh a scene together. And... um, uh, we, we do the master, and it's in a conflict, and it's an argument, and we both get, you know, I, I get really, like, kind of angry with you and the master. You're mm-hmm. like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? They're not finished with that building. It's going to fall down. Right. It's going to, mm-hmm. you're like, no, it's going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. So we're arguing back and <laughs> forth, right? And um, then they cut into the close-ups, and uh, um, the lead actor might say, could be Gary Sinise. I don't know. But he could, he could say... <laughs> He could say, I'm, uh, say uh, I'm like good. Why, we, n- why don't we uh, Why do not we do your coverage first? You know? So <laughs> they do their coverage, and you're like, I'm telling you right now, this building is not going to fall down. It's perfectly fine. And then they cut around and turn on mine. It's like, no,
1: nah, I don't think it's going to work. Wow. <laughs> Whoa. I, don't know. I don't know if it's going to happen. Wow. That's, <laughs> that's <laughs> so unfair to you. And you're it's throwing, so unfair and you're to him. But you
3: know, to, to be told, sometimes actors are sort of discovering the scene as they go. And if you right. do a variety, a director, will, a director will watch that and do a... Variety of different versions so he can choose. But it's a funny one. Oh, you see man. sometimes you'll be like, well, why are you getting so excited? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just really... Uh, especially when you've been at the It, is too, it, it is too bad.
2: It yeah. is too bad because you're
1: like, ah, oh, you're doing the whole thing like, oh, like you make me fucking Am I overacting now? Yeah, or what like. the fuck is-
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: But yeah. it reminds me, I, have, I remember growing up hearing stories about Tom Cruise and how generous of an actor he is in the sense exactly the same thing you're talking about He's one of those actors where, when we're doing, uh, uh, when we do turn around on your coverage from my coverage instead of him, he's there. This is the rumor oh, that yeah. I've always heard. He's always there in every scene, whatever it is, because he knows his names on it. He gives you hundred percent, whatever it is. Where a lot of people are like, have my stand in doing, it. you know, whatever the fuck, you know what I mean. And he's one of those guys who's always there, giving you a hundred percent. It's Just a rumor that I heard, mm-hmm. you know, from people who work with him. And so, so to me, that I'm hearing that. Some people don't have that mentality. You know what I mean? Oh, the sticking around. Yeah, there's some that are famous. for. You know this, what I mean? But even giving back to you what they should get on their turnaround. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're going to give him, you know, the same thing during the argument or he or she or whoever. They should do the same thing for you, you know?
3: Yeah. Yeah, that, that's ideally.
1: Ideally is what I'm Sometimes hearing, yeah.
3: you don't want. Sometimes <laughs> you're like, you know what? You can go back to your trailer. I'm going to just, you know, I'm <laughs> going to do it. <laughs> I mean, with Tom Cruise, I'd get nervous that it's Tom Cruise. I'd be like, you know, Tom, can I have your stand and do this? Because I just, I just want to do this scene with a regular person. That's You know? <laughs> so, oh so you never really know. So we, but we can't mo- have- everybody sticks around. Everybody yeah. sticks around for the other coverage now. Yeah. That's kind of an old school thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah,
2: I would hope so like you give get the best performance and you know give that actor what they need
3: so well, we're some, don't, about some don't though cause <clears throat> some don't some because some actors don't really i mean there's a sort of that miser method where you're working off the other person mm-hmm. and then there's a little more you know um uh kind of like an improvisational sense mm-hmm. where you're you know you're you're kind of improvising your own choices as well so you don't always i mean the best actors I thought are ones that could do it they could do it with the wall or they could do it.
1: With mm-hmm. the person
3: there, because you're, mm-hmm. you know, you're either you're imagining a person there, or,
1: mm-hmm.
3: um, you know, there is something. You
1: should be able to do it without them, but there's something about the fact that they are in there, though. That, you know, I yeah. would want to be there if I was in the middle of. Yeah, the you want that alien. You the, want you know, that alien reaction. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, you're one of those people who has successfully, for the most part, been able to go from movies to TV. How have you been able to sustain that? And of course, we can't do this without talking about Human Target. Of yes. course. Yes. Oh yeah. Know? Like how did that come to you, and how how have you been able to you know maneuver both TV and film?
3: Um, well, I've done much much more TV than mm-hmm. than films, and some independent films. But I I think that uh, I I worked with uh, I was getting some repeat work. You know, I, I did like I did Boston Legal, and then I, they brought me back to do Harry's Law for mm-hmm. for a season, and that was nice. And because uh, I, I didn't rewrite David
1: Kelly, so. <laughs> nobody does. Don't worry I, I mean, uh, I'm not right. Even the it. writers who were on the show didn't really write anything. Really <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, it was like, oh, really? You got some changes? Great. We'll come back Saturday and we'll do them. <laughs> yeah. So that was that was uh, I did a show, I did a show called Keen Eddie where I played a New York cop who goes to London to work mm-hmm. for Scotland Yard. And That was probably my favorite show that yeah. I did. And um, it was a show, I was the only guy in in so
1: England. Was Luther before Luther, right? Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. I was I was in England. I was in London shooting in London. And um, that was just a wonderful time. But the producer, uh, executive producer, of that was Simon West. And uh, yeah, Simon and I worked on a few things together. Okay. You know? So, in, you know, some of the people that work with Simon is Jip Bohemus, who works for his production company. Mm-hmm. And He's a producer quite often, and a couple other guys like Harry, and you know, started off as a PA, and now he's one of his producers. Mm-hmm. So I've just known it's just <coughs> guys that I've known for a while. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I've worked with Simon quite a bit. And he was doing the pilot for Human Target. And I think the guy John um, John Steinberg was like, "Oh, I love this Mark Valley. We got to find somebody like like Mark Valley. I love mm-hmm. this show, Eddie. And Simon was like, well, "Why don't we get Mark Valley?" I think he's still. <laughs> I, think, I think he's no.
2: Why don't we just get the guy? Exactly.
3: I think he's still. I think he's still around. So
1: <laughs> yes, and we were talking. I mean we we're talking to um, Wilson Cruz <laughs> a while back, and Wilson's like. He always hears that his manager's always like, oh, they're looking for a Wilson Cruz type. It's like, well, damn it, call me. Call me. <laughs> I'm, still <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm still
3: here. Still <laughs> here. No, the only voiceover I did was for Shrek the third. Mm-hmm. I played the Cyclops, mm-hmm. whatever. And uh, I, I got the audition piece for it. And they said, Mark, um, okay, this is they're looking for uh, like a Michael Chiklis. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I just began to make a little gruffer if you can. So I said, all right, so, you know, watch watch The Shield for a bit. And then I came back mm-hmm. and, uh And, um, you know, a couple of months went by, and I didn't think I'd gotten. It. They said, "Mark, you just want to clear the dates. You know, they they like you for this. Between you and other guy, are you available?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Yeah, sure, I can do it." And I was like, "Just out of curiosity, mm-hmm. I'm like, who's the other guy?" <laughs> like, um, Michael Chiklis.
1: <laughs> no way, <laughs> really. <laughs> That's, that's hilarious. Funny. <laughs> so they gave it
3: we gave it to you mark i was like <laughs> <laughs> all right i feel kind of bad but i'm gonna do it oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to just like I'm, I'm, too. I'm, I'm gonna make it
1: work <laughs> yeah that's funny so you were talking about the human target mm-hmm.
3: oh human target god that was fun yeah yeah so simon was the director of the pilot and um uh yeah, it was fun.
2: Well tell the kiddies what the show's about, because I liked
3: it. Oh, the human target. Yes. The human tell target the- was based it's based on a, a comic a comic book, mm-hmm. like a um like a graphic <laughs> novel about this guy, Christopher Chance, who um
1: That sounds like a little superhero, doesn't it? Right? doesn't it yes. Christopher
3: <laughs> Chance, right? Who uh um his 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 story was that he was able to actually imitate people and actually take over he would go into the special machine and they like they'd change his face and everything so he would go so oh, that's become perfect for you, is uh-huh. Another person, uh-huh. right? And I thought, oh, this is great. I'm going to be able to play all these other mm-hmm. fascinating characters. And they're like, no, no, we don't. We don't. We want. <laughs> we want- we don't. We don't want to confuse people. Every
1: once in a while, you pull your map off. Right? We don't
3: want to confuse because there was a, there was a there was a human target with Rick Springfield where he went in. I mean, that must have been the most yeah. incredible job. Yeah. He was in the opening credits. Mm-hmm. He'd usually show up. They would talk about his next job. They put him in the machine and they would recast somebody else to finish the episode. Right, right, I thought, right. wow, that would be, uh-huh. <laughs> you know. But they didn't want to do that this time. They wanted a consistent person, so they chose. They, they said, well, oh, you know, he speaks a lot of languages. We can do that. So so we we did that and it was uh it was an action show right and it would kind of like a kind of like a Lethal Weapon sort of mm-hmm. action you know who's actually the showrunner for the second season of Human Target is actually the showrunner of Lethal oh, Weapon that, right now mm-hmm. and uh and it was just a lot of fun. I remember just having to just train and train and train and just mm-hmm. martial arts. And, uh, I remember your body
1: tight that moment. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I'm getting
3: it back. I'm getting it back. See the Equinox shirt?
0: I'm
3: just going to wear this Equinox shirt and just hope for the best.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> I was asking the other day, I was like, you know, how did you get your body like in such good shape but at the time? He's like, I said, do you like hire a trainer, and like a dietitian and shit like that? He's like, no, I just kind of know what to do and I just Kind of focus and something shit like that. Yeah, you know,
2: yeah. Military, I had a trainer too. I had a trainer too. Oh yeah, a trainer. Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say because sometimes you know that military training, that kind of physical, you mm-hmm. know, getting that that those muscles might come back. You're like, you know what? I know what to do. I've mm-hmm. been through this before. And but you got a trainer, okay?
3: I got a trainer. <laughs> why, why not? Dad,
2: right? We might mm-hmm. as well.
3: You know, I know in the military, <laughs> like I did all. That. I mean, I probably there were some schools that I did in the army where you just you know shave your head and lost a bunch of weight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But um, usually in the military, you're also surrounded by 25 other people going through the same thing. Mm -hmm. So me... This self-discipline is a lot more of a challenge than That's than true. the kind of discipline That's of keeping true. up with the pack. Because naturally, when I'm kind of with everybody, I'm like, all right, cool. I'm, I'm doing this as, as good as anybody. <laughs> right, mm-hmm. right. But when you're sitting at home by yourself, it's like, oh, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I need somebody
2: to come I, need some salt. I need some
3: salt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But this was really fun because it was martial arts. And I had done some martial arts and some boxing. And mm-hmm. I love to train doing that stuff. So it was... It was really fun, and that was probably. If I look back on that, I really spent more time doing the doing the stunts and, and spending time.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, like I don't remember the, interacting with the cast as much as I did this the stunt people okay. you know i don't like because you wanted
1: that to look real natural you wanted to feel yeah i wanted
3: yeah. it to be and i and plus i really enjoyed it i just mm. lived like oh my god i'm going to climb up this and jump off this <laughs> and bring it, bring it. you know this is all, this is fantastic <laughs> no mark
1: we have a double and then we're you kind of, <laughs> <They're>
3: too expensive <laughs> but my double and i got kind of competitive you know oh, i'd be really? like i'd be like, he'd be like you want to go first i'm like mm, maybe maybe i'll go first this time i mean if it was some like catwalk across something and then jump and grab a pause like oh let me see you do it first <laughs> But we used to joke back and forth, like, who could do it? I mean, he was a fantastic, he was an amazing stunt person. Mm -hmm. And, uh... Yes, yeah, so I, I, I had a good time doing The Human Target. I, one of the highlights of that was I, somebody said, oh, Mark, you're doing an action show. Who are your favorite action heroes from when you kid? I said, oh, my God, the $6 million man. Oh, yeah, so definitely. I, I mean, I could not Steve wait. Steve Austin. <laughs> da, 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 you know, I said, oh, I couldn't wait. So, of course, I said, yes, Steve Austin. I
1: know. <laughs> you can't beat Everybody did that. Do, 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 do. Yes. Yes.
3: Oh, yeah, the action
0: hero. Patrick's I think like, that who's a, that? Who's $6 million Austin. man? Uh, a it's of a that. young self. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Gordon, I'm thirty nine. You you young. <laughs> you ain't here forty He's yet. 39. He's thirty nine. He did an under five on that show. Okay. <laughs> yeah,
0: He's so, a
3: millennial. So I get a call. So that came out, that was in People magazine. And um my public, my publicist's assistant got a call from this Lee Majors. Really? Didn't know who he was. He just kind of relayed. <laughs> That was when, like, that was, when, that was, that was like when? Like in 2007, 6, 1, yeah. all the, every magazine just, like, fired everybody over 30. So we're done. So, but mm-hmm. it was, they were like, oh, we don't really know. Do you? So <laughs> he could be, I don't know. Do you want to talk to him? Like, Google Google like, bitch, oh, my Google God. So up. they gave me his number. So <laughs> she gave me his number, and I just kept it in my phone for about five. I couldn't do it. Oh I couldn't, I, be, I couldn't get. <laughs> uh, I was just wanted to. I just wanted to carry. I carried Aww. my phone around for about a week, saying, Aww. "You know, you know who I have to return a call to." Lee, Major. Wow, hey, geez, you know, yeah. it's just going nuts. And um, so finally, I called him and I and I said, uh, uh, "Mr. Major Lee, call me Lee, call me Lee." I said, like, I just want. Goes, I, no, I just want to thank you. I've been, a, I've been, a, you know, I've watched you on Boston Legal, and I've seen this Human Target. It's a wonderful show. I just wanted to say, I think you're a fantastic actor, and I'm, you know, really? watched, watched nice. you for a while and. Uh, you know? Okay. And I was like, lying kind of dead. I said, Oh my god. I mean I think I said in the interview that I just loved all your you always sound stupid saying yeah, nice this to people yeah, too, right? So I said, Well, I just, you know, really loved everything that you did. And it was like a little pause in the conversation. He goes, You know, um, I think I might be the right age to play uh
1: Oh, here we go. maybe,
3: <laughs> maybe your dad or something <laughs> like
0: this. Or um,
3: or maybe uh something like, like that. And I was like, I would love to work with you sometimes they fantastic i talked to the producers and i said um you guys are gonna believe this Mm. i got a call from the majors and they and john steinberg was just like oh my god are you serious Hmm. i was like yes they wrote in a part for him to be the christopher chance before christopher chance so we had an episode at the end of the first season Mm -hmm. where he i go back to him because he's like the yoda kind of giving me Mm -hmm. the you know, and I it was just—I fin- had a week of doing an episode with really? Lee Majors. Oh, yeah. so yeah, I mean, that, that guy, guy was like, you know, and he was a Warner Brother. I mean, they built like a house for him on the Warner Brothers yes. lot. Wow. You know, mm-hmm. and uh he had just, you know, he'd done all those shows, and he was fine. He's like set for money, or anything. Mm-hmm. He was just like wants to do the work. Okay, because I, I remember- got
1: one of them dolls still. Damn okay. it! <laughs> and <laughs> I remember one. You know
3: what? You know, and, and we worked together, and we just had a great time doing this scene. And I just "Oh my god, I'm working with Lee!" But there was one moment that really struck me he was he was just kind of sitting. <clears throat> off the set, right, like on a little bench. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I think we're kind of on a top of a building, so we didn't have chairs, and he's just sitting on this bench and um, talking to me about something. Hmm. And this grip wanted to pull a cable out, right, and didn't know Lee Majors from anybody. He just kind of <laughs> jerked at it. He goes, could you, could you, could you? Like Really? You know, like and Lee's just, just <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry about that. And he goes right back to the conversation with me, and I thought, huh oh, my God, you know? I mean, all the times you're looking for respect like right. on a film mm-hmm. set or this right. or that. and He was com- he, didn't, he was a completely oblivious. He was normal. Thing. It wasn't important to him at it all. He was like, yeah. oh, yeah, you got your work to do. I can't yeah. I'm just sitting here. Interesting. Aww.
1: Like, I'm in your way. Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah. I would have <laughs> flipped good. out. You know who you're talking to? <laughs> I know.
0: I'm know. i the I'm human not, target. I'm not, not going to lie. would have been I'm the me.
3: human I target. A, I... <laughs>
0: Listen,
3: What's the name of the show <laughs> that, again? <laughs> that would have been me. The human, the human audience. No, it's the just one person.
1: Okay, I'm the top of the call sheet. God damn it, I'm the target. Oh, this is your cable. Unplug. Hilarious. Go grab
2: me some water. Yeah,
3: (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Oh
1: my god, that's that's so awesome. That's
3: my human target story. That's funny. Yeah. And I think in the second the second season they it was weird. They changed it up. They brought on a new showrunner and mm. brought in some new characters and um yeah, it it just wasn't kind of same, went it. in a different direction. It yeah. wasn't the same and they said, "Mark, you know, we're going to do this." I said, "Okay, just just uh, it's fine with me. It's cool." I didn't really know that it was, I probably would have had a little more input yeah. than I than I did, but mm-hmm. I thought, "Well, I'd been doing, I'd done so many shows that just had one season. I thought, oh my God, I'm going to get a second season. It's yeah, amazing. Exactly. Right? And I'm the lead. Right. Yes. I, right. no, I don't right. want to screw this up. Mm-hmm. So I said, sure. What are they, what do you, anything you really want. I was like, you know what? I just, I just want to make sure we have a fight scene mm-hmm. each episode mm-hmm. and a good one and not like kind of, you know, just out of nowhere, mm-hmm. a good fighting action scene. So that, just, so they, that kept that flavor. Mm-hmm. So there was always like some sort of fight or action thing going on for mm-hmm. the rest of the show.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I always wonder how actors feel about that when you know you get the second season and then changes come. Because yeah. a lot of my favorite shows, that sometimes are out now, it changes for the better, sometimes yeah, it doesn't. You, you know, know. and it's like there's a couple shows out now that I love, but mm-hmm. they've made so many changes and they've like lost fans, mm-hmm. or, or you're just not sure about it. But as, as an actor, on her, like, I'm mean, like you said, you know, you want to get like the second season, you want to be like the team player, like yeah, great stuff. But was there a moment you're like, mm, they're. They're they're killing this thing like it was such a great thing because I I liked Leimert yeah. you know
1: and yeah. it's
3: like I think honestly honestly go, go you back at it no one's listening
1: <laughs> it's just us nobody's
3: just just it's just, us. just us. ninety thousand <laughs> people out there ninety five thousand people out there yeah you know what is is I I always just compensated by just working really hard yeah. you know just working really hard and. um just working, <laughs> just working on really hard and hitting on the cast. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just, I just focused on my strengths. That was, that was pretty much. That, good, that was pretty much answer. about it. Yeah. yeah. But no, I did think afterwards. I did feel afterwards. I felt a little. And everybody just. Work, everybody just wants to keep the ball in the air, yeah. and everybody's working really hard. But I, I honestly, truth be told, I did feel a little mm. bad. Yeah. Like my. Because a lot of times it was, mm-hmm. <laughs> was a little.
2: Mm-hmm. You know. A lot of times you feel like you know they say, "Hey, we're going to try some new things," and, and that's always awesome. But I always feel like like whatever the essence of that thing that made that show stick, that made the fans come in the first place, you should never yeah. tinker with. But but, that. but what happens well, is they
1: change. Not only are they making changes. Not only do they change the showrunner. Sometimes they start changing people in the yes. cast. So then it starts fucking with you too. You're like, wait a minute, that's not the same, right? You know, yeah, right. girl, that I got along. I don't even know this bitch now. So now <laughs> I gotta, I gotta start a whole new relationship again, yeah. or whatever. I mean, you know, what I mean? yeah, you're right. not yeah. in control. Because the first
3: season, I mean, the main relationship was a little of like a little more of a bromance, like mm-hmm. me and Shine McBride, and it was mm-hmm. like, you know, dude, you got to stop this. Oh, I want to do this, you know. Right. And then they brought on. Yeah, they brought... I mean, Dear Varma is a fantastic mm-hmm. actress. I'm so really grateful I had a chance to work with her. But it sort of changed up that dynamic. Right. Suddenly suddenly it was, you know, she was my love interest, mm-hmm. you know, but mm-hmm. she was our boss. And then I had to get along with, with, with Shy's character, too. It was just created this Im- almost impossible circular dynamic. Right. That and then there's Jackie Earl Haley, who's this fantastic, mm-hmm. phenomenal mm-hmm. Yes. actor and a great guy and a good guy to work with. And he's just sort of, you know, he was sidelined a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... um but, you know, you never know. I mean, I'll, I just chalk it all up for experience. But there is something about, like, a creator who's like, I mean, I, now I'm starting to realize, oh, that, that thing that makes you want to make a show, mm-hmm. right? You have so many people telling you, go, take a right, take a left, take mm-hmm. a right, take a left, mm-hmm. do this, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and I haven't really pulled it off successfully yet. But um, I just have a lot of respect for people who are just the creators and are holding on to a vision and trying to, and trying to see it through. And there's... Uh, there's a unique voice, you know, there's, there's like a, there's a, you know, there's, there's a, like a unique voice and there's some kind of cool thing that actors respond to when you're, mm-hmm. when you see like David Kelly's scripts, it wasn't, it didn't look like they were written by four people, Yeah,
1: yeah you know, you're like,
3: yeah. ah, I, I get this, I, I, I can, it's almost like the simpler thing that you have to interpret from it as an artist, mm-hmm. um, it almost becomes more more meaning mm-hmm. more
1: meaningful. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure I think I read a dozen of those scripts when I was working on that. I mean, his voice is amazing to me. Yeah. You know, he's it reminded me of you doing the soaps. Just in the way the That's dialogue and the monologues and I mean he's one of the people who can get away with that and it's like flawless. You it know? is. There's a real
3: there's a real rhythm. rhythm to it as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, and you can't change the lines yeah. Yeah. or the words,
1: which mm-hmm. is yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. So
2: as a writer Pitch me a TV show because I know you're going to write a TV show. <laughs> I feel it in my guts. Don't put
1: them all up on the spot. Instead. I'm
2: going to put them up on the spot <laughs> because I need to see him on TV.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I need to. If you could make your TV show, what would you write? What, what's, what's, what do you got going on right now? Like, what is popping off for you?
3: Um, well, the, the first pilot that I wrote, I wrote it with a co-writer, Dave Collins, a really talented guy. And we, and I, I was in Berlin uh, visiting, and I remember at the time thinking that there were these it's changed obviously completely and I was there before the wall but I remember kind of almost feeling like I was still seeing mm. you know stasi guards or this mm-hmm. or that or whatever going on and um I thought well you know originally I was just writing kind of like oh write a, this memoir you know my own story but then I thought this is kind of boring I'm going to make <laughs> I'm going to make myself a little more interesting you know um and and then I uh came up with an idea for a TV show that I I pitched to some people and and it was about a it was about a spy who got in like a intelligence a young intelligence officer during the war got got drawn into you know s- some stuff with the stasi and uh, you know some this is a terrible pitch but anyway anyway he no, ends i love this guy anyway it's, it's, like, it's like years years later the Stasi files are actually they're they're, they're they've been kept there's these mm. volumes and volumes as warehouses I thought what if they were stolen and somebody took them suddenly they have all that information on mm-hmm. everybody and there's kind of talk about um you know, a, a conspiracy of all these different intelligence agencies that worked in the Eastern Bloc and how they still keep in touch, which they, they kind of do they in a strange do, way. Yeah. And um, and what if you had somebody who who knew those secrets and could identify one of those people? And but you know, his life had been pretty much ruined back mm-hmm. then. And um, yeah, so that was that character. And originally he was American. Then I rewrote it for British because we we had some people that might have been interested there. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah so that was that was one it's like uh, it's like a spy thriller kind of takes place Good. in the modern day with like a cool backstory that takes place right at the right at the the checkpoint with mm-hmm. these these ex operatives are trying to get back and forth because there was this interesting unit over there. I knew them and they were rumored while we were there, but you couldn 't tell who they were, but they were mm. just like you and me, but they would go over to the east and have another life really? and they would kind of snoop around and identify targets and maybe try to get Meet other people and to try to, um, you know, establish connections in case mm-hmm. of well, literally spies. of World, <laughs> of world yeah. War Three. But they it's weren't so
2: sexy. They weren't that old. Stuff sexy. But
3: it wasn't like old spies. It was just they would just send, just mm-hmm. send yeah. you over. Mm-hmm. You know, you get on the train and you just stay all the way over there. And you, you know, but there also were. Sp- so once I started doing the research, then mm-hmm. it just got to be like, oh my god, this was crazy back then, because there were certain places where you could get back through the wall you know there were there were ways you could Mm -hmm. kind of get back and then the more I started asking people about it I found out some interesting stories about the about the Stasi as well you know the way they just you know would 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 get themselves into your life and find out all this information Mm -hmm. and um you know use it against you and kind of mess with your head and so forth anyway that all became fascinating so it's got like a modern day story and a backstory and um it's. I had a great time writing it, and it just the research was was euphoric. I, mean, I had such a good time mm-hmm. researching it as well. So that's one, and that's been optioned by um, a production company, and you know we're just in the process of setting up a buyer for it. So that's nice. that's something I hope will work. And I want to do I want to do a, a podcast called the Stasi Files. Oh, really? Yeah, where huh. I just talk, where that's I just cool. just talk to um, yeah, I talk to ex intelligence people and so Also with a little leaning toward. Um, you know, people living in a totalitarian mm. regime and how, okay. how how it affects them and how they react to it and how they communicate. And, um, anyway, let's just, do it. So also, let's let's do do it. it. yeah.
2: those are lessons that we need yeah. now that we're living in a new dystopia <laughs> yeah. and I need this information.
3: <laughs> yeah, how do you, do, yeah, isn't it crazy? I mean, the, the revolution is going on. It's like, who would have
2: thought it was like the park ranger station and all the other like, uh, people were joking. It was yeah. like they're talking about the whole, uh, what was it, the the national parks and stuff and people thought who would have thought that the dystopian would be the national parks Mm -hmm. tweeting Mm -hmm. stuff and stuff popping off that way you always think of this big dramatic thing but really the things that really it's these little small things that you think are kind of insignificant that just Mm -hmm. have a ripple effect so you better get this going on and i want to hear that podcast because i love that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. like historical and just espionage and just I don't know. I just love that kind of stuff because my dad's in the military.
1: Mm-hmm. Mine too. It was in the army. And oh lives, really? Where he lives?
2: He lives in Germany. He's in Bomberg, Germany right now. Mm-hmm. He's been living there for the last. That's right.
1: That's how you got over there. God, I yeah. Love
2: it, he, you know, he's been there for a year. He ain't never come back to the United yeah, States. Yeah, <laughs> well, he, coming back? He got a whole again. family and stuff. He's like, we, we, we spread out in Italy and Germany. We Ain't yeah, coming yeah, back. Yeah. I'm the only <laughs> one over here. It's like mm-hmm. we ain't coming back. Mm-hmm. But just the story, like the times that he would sit with friends and talk, and it was just like all this information and just it's just fascinating and it's just like i just i miss those kind of espionage and just you know i just miss those kind of really good mm-hmm. writing you mm-hmm. know that's good stories and it just makes you think and i don't know that's your job sir
3: yeah well, make that m- happen my job to me um, yeah make i can't <laughs> wait happen. i'm gonna do it
0: make it happen you're gonna
3: make that one. yeah the other one i the other one i'm working on is uh um it's uh he's an la la pd cop who's being forced into retirement and he uh, tries to shoot himself in the head and he misses.
1: And <laughs> wait, wait, that Good. pitch alone, and then, like, uh-huh.
2: and tell me more. Yeah, you got <laughs> me. You got me. You got me. Like, yeah.
3: he misses and he misses and things kind of. Ch- I mean, he misses and things and things change. He mm-hmm. has like he has mm-hmm. kind of kind of an awakening. He sort of changes his attitude about mm-hmm. things and um, I don't know. I, just, I always thought. I mean, a lot of people. You know, I mean, th- th- that is a, pr- that is like a he's problem. He's got
1: a dark voice like I do too. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I, like dar- I like to go uh,
3: for the dark. Oh. Yeah, even the Stasi files, that guy was a mess and he's from, you know, has PTSD and he's, mm-hmm. you know, they're tr- he's trying to help the the Germans find this guy, but he's a, he's a mess himself. I love writing the broken, mm-hmm. Those, broken, yeah, it's <laughs> you know? People. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. so you get
2: the real the real good stuff and a lot of times people you know, I, I say this all the time, a lot of times when people are writing things and you think I'm just writing this little story, you just never know how it'll affect other people who watch that, who may be going through similar things like that or sure. how to deal with
0: that. So mm-hmm. it's not always
2: think, you know, there's art but you just never know what your work's gonna do to to affect other people. Sure. You know? Sure. Even yeah. those dark stories you think, oh, just dark somebody out there will need that story mm-hmm. and you're supposed to be telling it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, but you
3: ever had somebody say, well, that's really dark and you're like, I, I, I don't know, it was, I don't know, it just didn't <laughs>
1: see, really see. See, We like that. <laughs> that yeah. <laughs> so we embrace it. like, oh, it's dark. Okay, no, good. No, 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 because it's
2: like, it's going to give me some real, yeah. it's, it's not going to sugarcoat stuff like this is how it is mm-hmm. and it, it just, I don't know, those type of stories, I just try. Attra- I mean, I like the light, fluffy stuff sure. too. You know, I mean, October, so there's a time and place. Yeah, there's a time and place yeah. for that. But sure, But yeah. it's those, those, yeah. those things that stick. It's like you.
1: Actor, mm-hmm. writer, writers come in here all the I had a writer come here like a couple of days ago, and he was pitching me a couple of projects, and I'd pitch him back to him, dark, mm-hmm. every time, and I said, "Sorry, I always go dark." Mm-hmm. and he's like boy it's like so much more interesting though and I was like see cause I'm always thinking what's the drama right. what would yeah. really grab me right. you know what I mean how are they not just a regular character but oh they have a drinking problem oh they want to shoot themselves oh well, you know I always go to the dark mm-hmm. side so mm-hmm. anyway yeah I love it. So thank you, Mark. We appreciate it, buddy.
3: Oh, man, it's been yeah, great to be here. This is fun. Yeah, yeah. Man, so time. Told it was time, time flies. No, what a good time! I'm so like, oh my god, who did I insult? And <laughs> like, listening, no, no, listening. Good, good. You,
2: you do know, good.
1: exactly. There's no Thanks, you guys. There's
2: no one's gonna tweet to us and say, turn on your location. <laughs> I'll meet you in the corner for most of the Monica. Exactly.
1: Is this gonna be somebody
3: waiting there with a cigarette <laughs> and a hat on I'm
1: always waiting for it. It's like, you know what, come on. Yeah. So uh Mark, can people follow you? You on Twitter or anything? Are or you on social media. Yeah. I'm
3: on Twitter, uh Yes Mark Valley uh, yes, yes Mark Valley.
2: Like Y
3: E S Yes. Just Y E. S Mark Valley. Really? Like yeah, I was I was on Ambien. It seemed like a good idea <laughs> okay. at the time. <laughs> I'd take in an Ambien. Don't take an Ambien and figure out your your, your don't Twitter handle. And out your Twitter <laughs>
1: handle. <laughs>
3: So yeah, it's just yes, Mark Valley,
1: and it's a um, yeah, that's me. That's what's up? Where you at, Lisa? Lisa Cole. Jim, were you about yeah. to say something else? Mm-mm.
2: Okay. Where Thanks. you at, Lisa? Y'all know where I'm always at. I'm <clears> always <throat> on Twitter. Hey, shout out to um, Geek Soul brother. You see the yeah, tweet yeah. Thanks, Geek. Yeah. What's up, Geek? Hey. So yeah. So. I apologize, Geek. It's been a couple of weeks since I've been on the Saturday Night Sci-Fi Tag. <laughs> but you've been promoting them. Uh, last weekend, what? I was trapped in the mountains <laughs> because they had shut down on Highway 38 and wouldn't let right. the school buses come up. That's so, a good reason. So, y'all, look, y'all know my day job. <laughs> I run an outdoor science school. So it's like, we were ready to leave on Friday. <laughs> the sun was out. The snow was melting. Mm-hmm. And then they decided, we're not letting any semis or buses. But every other car was coming up and down the oh, mountain. Really? Okay. And I swear to God, I swear to God, <laughs> I was like, can I leave these kids and these teachers? <laughs> Just to go do Saturday Night I got, Sci-Fi. No, because I was like, I, got, I, got, I, got, I can't miss Saturday Night Sci-Fi. <laughs> and then they were doing Civil War. They were doing a live tweet oh, okay. of Civil War. I was mm-hmm. going to miss that. Yeah. I was like, can I leave these 6th graders? <laughs> can I? But yeah, no, yeah. I was stuck up there until Sunday. Okay. So, yeah. So, I missed out on Saturday Night Sci-Fi. And I missed it this weekend because I was watching all my K-drama. So, Geek, thanks for the shout-out. All the people who live-tweet all the TV shows that we love. Um... Thanks. You can always find me on Twitter. I'm a Twitter fan. She is a Twitter, a
1: Twitter head. Okay. I have a problem. I have a problem. But I love it so much. Mm-hmm. Hey, we appreciate it. I, I appreciate it. <clears throat> and uh, thanks, Patrick. We appreciate it. Go ahead. Can the maybe write a actual question. Yeah, go ahead. Yes. Mark, uh yes. Since you know, I'm in the process of you know writing and uh, kind of uh, you know sharpening my skills. Is mm-hmm. there any particular script that you read that you really love that you like? You know what? This is this is this is great writing. Oh, this is a good question.
3: Um, yeah, I like the script for I like the script for Manchester by the Sea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just read that one. Okay. Also, one that's always sort of stuck with me. I just thought it was it was it was simple, but it had a, you know the the relationships were pretty straightforward, but it, it was impactful. It was Sideways the Alexander? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really love that script. Mm-hmm. And all the people
2: well. who made fun of all of us who drink Merlot, <laughs> you know we'll Forget you. Right? Yeah. You know, don't be petty just because people like Merlot. Don't make fun of people and think that we're less than because we like that. Oh, and shout out to uh, Who that? Ruth Nagar. Oh, yes. Who, didn't I tell you? Mm-hmm. Did I not tell y'all? Jerry Maguire y'all?
3: was a good script,
1: too. Did oh I yeah, I'm going to add those to my list for sure. Please Jerry, do. Jerry
3: Maguire was good.
1: Jerry Maguire is a perfect script. script. Wasn't it? Kramer versus Kramer is perfect. I might yeah. go down the yeah, list. Yeah, I told him yeah, about yeah. Kramer, Kramer. Alien, perfect.
0: Yes. Oh, I, yeah, I Blade, yeah. perfect. Blade, yeah. yes. Okay. All right,
1: God. the
3: Highlander, perfect.
0: perfect. Oh my God! <laughs> <The Highlander's laughs> one. Oh. I Tulsa made it perfect. They
3: didn't even make a script; they just went on the show. Oh God, <laughs> Tulsa, so exactly. Uh, oh God.
1: So <laughs> y'all know how we do it on the rant room. <laughs> it's your boy Hilliard Guest. Follow me on Twitter at Hilliard Guest. I say Twitter like I'm cool. <laughs> uh, follow that's us on that's Screenwriters that's R- your R- fake, your fake British at accent. Twitter. Um Are follow me, us if you have any questions, Screenwriters Rant Room. What did you say Facebook too? I'm about to get there. Okay. I didn't sorry. forget. Okay. Um any questions, Screenwriters Rantroom at gmail dot com. Also, um follow us on Facebook, like us, talk about us, tweet us, whatever the fuck. Um uh, anything else? Oh, big shout out to all the countries. We love you guys. Um I always wanna call England another country. I was gonna say London, and England. England.
2: Although sometimes people have told me that, but of
1: all people, I you thought, okay, know I should know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, of course, England, <laughs> um, um, Ireland is, is starting to grow. Um, Australia, Japan is always big. Um, South Africa, again, congratulations, China.
2: congratulations Ireland. Because you know Ruth Negga
1: yeah. is Irish. Yeah. So, mm-hmm.
2: shout out to Ireland This is the second year in a row, I think That's Ireland right. has had an actress in the best actress category okay. For the Oscars, so mm-hmm.
1: Go Ireland! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, last but not least, uh, Canada That's what's up So, <clears throat> everybody join with us for 2017 So, y'all know who we did on The rant Room yes. On the show, we keep it real mm-hmm. We keep it opinionated We keep it what, everybody? 2017. 2017 Peace, y'all
0: Ciao Nice, that was fun yeah. In the rant. We say what we say, we do what we feel, we gotta keep it real, right in the red all about the craft of screenwriting, I fill my bottle up with lightning, up in the, in the red room, before the stars can be paid, there gotta be a dope ass story on the page, let the beast about the cage, that light about the dark, can you build the inferno from the east? coffee shop hustlers rise with the cream a million of the writers same hollywood dream your pen and paper all like bullets in the gun write what you feel say what you want in in the the red room we say what we say we do what we feel we gotta keep it real in the red room all about the grab a screen right fill my bottle up with lightning up in in the red If you
1: guys are grown, let's go ahead and get in.
0: Mm